welcome to the Spiritual Intelligence Podcast, Awakening Your Inner Power with Daniel Martinez-Stahl, where we will explore, discover, and integrate different aspects of our spiritual and human nature so that we can all thrive and live life with more grace and ease instead of struggle. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm sorry. So welcome to the Spiritual Intelligence Podcast. I have just been having a conversation with Natasha. Um, and the reason I'm laughing is because um, her name is spelled not the way that it's pronounced. And um, so we just had that conversation. And so I, um, I, I wanted to start with that just because this is the energy that we're coming into. <laughs> and um, so with me today is Natasha Scott. She is someone that is friends with someone that you have already met, Shannon Johnson. Shannon suggested that I reach out to Natasha because Natasha made these beautiful um, gem jewelry for Shannon, a bracelet and a necklace. And I wanted some for myself and for my mother. So I reached out to Natasha and we've been chatting ever since. And it's been a lot of fun. Uh, so I'm excited to see where this conversation goes. Uh, she uh, keeps on surprising me with all of the different gifts that she keeps on telling me that she experiences and she has and the things that she does. So um, as always, no idea where we're going. Uh, very excited to have you here, Natasha. And um, if you could just give us a little intro about you, that would be great. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Um. So my journey started out back in 2012. I would say my spine kind of started to collapse and I went to see a neurosurgeon and I was scheduled for a spinal fusion surgery and I did not want the surgery. So I had to find a different way to heal. And I found a reconnective healer in Oregon. She did three long distance sessions on me February, 2013. And by November 1st, I canceled the spinal fusion surgery because I felt like I had a brand new spine. So that's what got me on this journey, because in that moment, I learned that the impossible was possible. So that's how I started the spiritual journey for real. <laughs> Dark night of the soul, the spine <laughs> is collapsing, and then it's completely healed. So, yeah. That's how everything started. So I learned, well, so what happens is when a healer does a healing on you, you also now have the healing ability with this reconnective healing. And you could even like have someone walk by you close and you can pass the healing to them. Or if you shake hands, you can pass the healing. It doesn't mean they'll know they have the healing ability, but they will. And it's just kind of spreads like that. It's just a beautiful energy that can be shared with everyone. And so I continued down that path and um, I just started to, I was getting really good results with my family and friends. So I started to make a website and start a spiritual business. That's what happened. So, and then when I was doing healings on people, they, they had a lot of questions too. And that developed into also my happiness coaching sessions that I do because 
what I do is I do three sessions of a healing for someone if they have a serious issue. But then I follow up with the free happiness uh, coaching session because I want to help them release the patterns that made them sick in the first place. So that's very important. You can't just be like, okay, I'm healed. The healer helped me. I'm healed. It doesn't stop there. You, because if you continue the patterns that you had before, you'll probably get sick again. So I would do that. Um, it's usually around an hour free to help them to release some of the patterns. And then I also do angel card oracle readings. I also do palmistry reports. And um, and then I I took a bracelet making class and a friend invited me and I was like, I don't know if I really want to do this. I'm not artistic. And <laughs> oh, I was wrong. <laughs> So we we did that. And then I, I was wearing my bracelets at the office and the girls started to comment. And I started making them for people I know. I wasn't trying to make a jewelry business. It just happened that way because people kept asking me to make them something. And it's evolved. And it's evolved to the point now, which I love, is that customers approach me now or friends or family and ask me to use my intuition to make them a piece be it a bracelet or a necklace. And I'm so surprised they have that much faith in me, but I'm also very thankful. But it always works out. It's been like working out a lot that way. And I feel if I can talk to someone or if someone can tell me about a family member, I will pretty much know by my intuition and also just my general information with lots of books on crystals, I will know what they need. So... Yeah, so it's evolved to that point. I also infuse all of my pieces with love and healing. So if someone's having an off day, if they put on the necklace I made them or the bracelet, they will calm right down and their day will get better. Yeah, that's, that's um, how do I put this? It was a lovely experience working with you. And like you say, I mean, for me, this is the way that I like working with people myself is really trusting in their work. So um, just so that the listeners know, what I said to Natasha was, I want a bracelet for myself so that I can connect more easily with spirit and, and allow myself to accept more easily, expanding my heart and whatever else needs to happen to facilitate the conversation and communication between me and spirit. And... For my mother, I asked her to create a bracelet that would help her to release her resistance and to kind of soften her, her, her resistance around change and around anything else that she's holding back on um, to allow herself to be more free within her connection with her higher self. Mm-hmm. And within that kind of framework, Natasha came back to me with, the stones that she thought would be, or the gems, whatever term, um, I guess it doesn't matter too much, the gems that she thought would be relevant for me, given the intention that I had asked for. And I love the descriptions that she gave me. And then what I did with her is we work together on making it look the way that I wanted. So the colors and the schemes and the patterns, uh, so that it aligned with me. Um, 
And, um, and then we did the same thing with my mother's bracelet. And then I also have a necklace, which, um, which we also worked on. Um, and so one thing that I wanted to talk to you about Natasha is about gems. Um, because I, I don't know if I've mentioned this in the past episode or not, but I myself have never really, really felt any difference when I have stones around me um, or when I've worn things. I used to wear a tiger eye bracelet for many years and I wore a hematite bracelet for many years because I liked the color, but I never felt any energetic difference in my experience. So I've never really given gems a lot of credibility in that regard but i know a lot of people that i respect that really do so i'm open to it um and yeah. and, and just so you know i've got my my tiger eye with hematite next to me very nice i have um i i, I forget the name of this <laughs> it, it's supposed to help with connections with spirit it's a luther luther listerine list litherine or something or other Okay. Um, and then there's another purple little stone that um, I forget what it's good for, but this one seems to want to play a lot. Um, <laughs> so I have these things around me because I think it's a lot of fun. I, I like yes. I, I like playing with the energy. Um, so I would love to kind of get your thoughts on this whole energy thing with gems. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a... Uh... At first, I was the same. I'm like, really, do people really feel things off gemstones? I felt the exact same because it's all about a sensitivity, though, because I thought, well, I'm just going to put different gemstones on top of my hand because that skin there is really sensitive and for me anyway, and it can pick up energy. And then I started doing that. And then I did start to notice um, different sensations with different stones. And then also the jewelry. I learned about it by making the jewelry and realizing I feel different when I put on a different gemstone bracelet. I definitely could feel it. So I think it takes time. You know, you can put it on your arm or you could put it on the top of your hand and just play around. It's fun. Just play around. But I've also heard that different crystals are connected to different angels. So when we are picking up energy, is it the energy of the crystals or the angels that are connected to them? Because there's that whole side of things, which is really interesting. Um, and right now I'm holding smoky gray. Do you see that? Yeah. Yeah, I it's, can see that. It's really, it's really grounding and it absorbs EMF radiation. And it's, it's very beautiful. I like mm. the energy of it. And then it's it's super powerful because it's got it's double terminated. And then I'm also holding ametrine, which is half amethyst, half citrine, and it has lots of rainbows in here. Very beautiful. Nice. And so when you're talking to me, <laughs> my crown chakra and keeping me grounded so I'm balanced. <laughs> <laughs> now, one right? thing one thing that I do want to say, and I heard this uh, the other day from someone, and I really like the message, is I I'm a big fan of empowerment of not giving our power away to others or to things. And yes. um, 
I want to mention this specifically at the start of this conversation because I thought it was really helpful when she mentioned that spirit has spoken to her with regard to gems about recognizing that whatever power or whatever energy or whatever experience is felt is coming from you. It is your energy. It is not because of the stones. It is not because of that. There isn't a dependence that needs to exist. For example, if I connect with spirit and I happen to have a stone that's supposed to help with that, mm-hmm. the, the caution is for me not to think that I need to have the stone with me to connect with spirit. No. And what I was going to say is, you no, you definitely, okay, you don't need these. Like, I don't need this to activate my crown chakra into ground. I don't need that. I could do it without. It's just fun. It's like oracle cards. It's just fun. But exactly. I do believe... I do believe, though, it connects you deeper to source and deeper to your spiritual team because it's kind of a communication tool with this physical side and the spiritual side. It's kind of a communication tool. It kind of bridges the gap. Exactly. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you work on yourself a lot spiritually, because some people have a lot of time and they can do a lot of that, like, then that's fine. You're probably already connected and you're not worried about that. But on the other hand, I also think it's just fun. Aren't oracle cards fun? I'm like I'm very psychic. I can predict a lot of things, and I don't need the oracle cards to do it. But I still will do it because it's fun. Exactly. It's, exactly. Yeah. That. That's. And I, yeah, and anything that connects you with your inner child, it's important. I think that there's a lot of value in 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 doing whatever practice you decide to do within your spiritual journey. Do it because you enjoy it. And, and I think that this, and this is something, again, that we've talked a lot about in, in previous episodes, but with regard to gems, like I say, I, I play with them and I do want to expand my collection of them. I want to learn more about them. Um, as I've said in my conversation um, with uh, Anna Maria Vasquez, uh, who's a natural realm channeler, we were talking about how I am connecting and, and listening to which stones want to be part of my conversations and so it's fun it's a fun playful thing it is yeah i would love to get your thoughts on um a little bit more on the kind of the benefits of playing with gems like what are some of the things that you've noticed that you've experienced either for yourself or for your clients Hmm. Well, I, I definitely have clients report back that when I make them, you know, a, a bracelet containing uh, rose quartz, it's very calming to them. So they'll be in a stressful kind of situation. And it's not just rose quartz. There's also a lot of the blue stones are very calming. But they'll put the bracelet on and right away they can feel that they're calming down. I also had made some gemstone bracelets for self-discipline. And... This is for someone I work with at the office. And she said to me, you won't believe this, but she's an inside sales rep. And she was like, my sales have gone up since I wear my bracelet. Like, it works awesome. Thank you so much. So she wanted it for work and she wanted it for a healthier lifestyle. You know, eating more healthy and exercising more. So it was just like the self-discipline theme. 
but right away she got back to me to tell me the changes. And I also have made uh, gemstone bracelets for people who are having nightmares and they don't have to wear it. I, like, I don't love the idea of someone wearing a bracelet when you're sleeping. If you're really thrashing about, you could possibly break it. I personally can sleep with a bracelet on and I've never broken one. Um, but even put it on the, the, the night table, just put it beside you. It, like, you know, in that case. And yeah, and again, I got that feedback that the nightmare slowed right down. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, I am. That's so cool. I, I tend to sleep with a couple of gems underneath my pillow. Yes. Um, depending yes, on, on what it is that I'm doing. Um, I understand that amethyst it can help with sleep. Um, and, and this little purple guy that I forget the name of as well is also, it has some aspect of amethyst in it. But oh, okay. this one was also said to help with sleep. And I'm horrible with names. It, okay, it will always, okay. I will always be horrible <laughs> with names. Yeah. Um, but um, no, but that's really that's really interesting. Um, mm -hmm. How how long ago have you, or how long ago did you start playing with with the the kind of the jewelry and the gems as part of the the, the games that you play? Yeah. So the games I play with crystals, or when did I start making jewelry? Both. Both. Okay. So the crystals for as long as I can pretty much remember. At least, uh, let me think, probably 2012, 2013. That's the, that time was a big shift for me. But I always had a spiritual side, but it really came to the forefront. Um, and then 2019 was when I took the bracelet class. And then everyone wanted to start buying jewelry off me. And then it turned into a business. Yeah, that's how that went. Hmm. And do you do anything else with, with gems besides the necklaces and the bracelets? Oh, I have like pieces all over the house. I have some pieces by my bedside table as well. Um, I do. So if I want to do a ritual, like, you know, the August 8th gateway we had? I've heard of it. Yeah. Lion's Gate or the something. Lion's Gate. Yes. So then I'll pull in the crystals, you know, and sit with a friend. We might put on some really nice meditation music and I pull out the rose oil and then we state our intentions. You know, they're really excellent for that kind of thing. And you can program any crystal to you. That's the thing. Like um, anyone who buys a crystal bracelet or anything like that or a piece of crystal, it does have its own innate characteristics but you can also program it because quartz is programmable. It, that's why it's in a radio. Use quartz in a radio because it's communication, right? It holds communication. Also, that's why with the crystal skulls that they find on ancient aliens and those types of shows, those actually hold a whole bunch of information. Like I probably say, like hold information the way a computer would. And people don't realize that, that that's what that actually is. It's a 5D computer. <laughs> Interesting. And higher. Yeah. So in terms of programming crystals, it, it brings up a question as well. Um, for people that aren't familiar with crystals, something that I heard many years ago and um, 
I, I don't know if I'm doing it as well as I should or as often as I should, but I did hear that when you when you get a new crystal to put it in sunlight or moonlight to uh, cleanse it of whatever energies it it picked up along the way. Yes. Um, so that it is an open vessel to accept and intertwine with your energy. Yes. Uh, yes. People like to do that. Another thing people like to do is just, you know, get a bowl of salt and just run them through the salt because salt removes any negative energy. Hmm. Yeah, that's another way. What's important to note is that some stones, I've also heard putting it under running water is another way. Um, but some stones get damaged by the sunlight and other stones get damaged by water. And they're so... <laughs> yeah, you'd have to look it up before you go ahead. <laughs> depending on what stones you are, you're yeah. purchasing and what you're using, make sure that you, you know, go online or, or look in various books that are available to learn a little bit more about the yes. the the maintenance of that stone to make sure that um, that it's in line with with how it likes to be be handled and treated. Yes. I know there's also other stones that are good at clearing other stones. So I know kyanite. Kyanite. Mm -hmm. um, so there's stones that you can get that are yes. really good at at fertilizing the other stones you know so there's yes. there's a whole kind of world yes. of energies and <laughs> stones is. and there it's is. incredibly complex <laughs> um but a lot of fun to to kind of explore and, and play with um yes. so the cleansing of stones um and the gems before you use them is something that i have heard and 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 have done most of my life Okay. And every once in a while, I'll bring out my stones out to the sunlight and and kind of regenerate them or whatever. Right. But the idea of infusing them with an intention or with energy, I would love to hear more about that. Yes. So it could be anything. You could go into a store, you see a nice bracelet, you purchase it, then you bring it home and then you think about, you know, what are you struggling with? You know, what do you want to increase in your life or change? So you could just basically your intention, right? You would just say, bracelet, you know, thank you for being here with me. I was wondering if you could assist me with being more patient. I, you know, I react too quickly and I'd like to develop more patience. So you just talk to the crystals, ask them what you would like, and then you thank them because they're going to help you. They have their own consciousness. And that, that's pretty much it. It will work with you. And if it's not meant with, to be with you, you'll lose it. Because <laughs> <laughs> they have a consciousness at, at a level that they know how to get lost. Uh, interesting. If it's time. Yeah. So I, I know that in previous episodes, I've talked about um, how different inanimate objects have consciousness and so this isn't new to people that have been following along this this podcast but if you're coming into this um podcast at this point it, it's something that a lot of people don't really uh, haven't come across haven't recognized um so i would love for you to speak more about that okay so everything has a degree of consciousness. Even you pick up a little pebble at the beach, it has a degree of consciousness. But what it is, is it's 
this whole thing around us, the fabric of reality, we're not separate from it. Okay, I'm not separate from this table, this laptop. I'm not separate from you. You're not separate from anything. But we come into this life with the consciousness that it's me in this world, right? And that's more of a 3D consciousness. But once you start to see you're truly connected with everything. One time my mom and I were driving and it was intense rainstorm. And we wanted to hit some shops, some outdoor shops. It wasn't a mall, it was outside. I go, mom, just give me a second. I'm going to stop the storm. She's like, what, honey? <laughs> I said, I'm going to stop the storm so we can shop. And all of a sudden in the middle, all the clouds started to pull back and it got light. And it went to a very light drizzle. Then she looks at me and goes, honey, don't tell anyone you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it a secret, okay? <laughs> I started laughing. But the reason I'm telling that story is because when I want the weather to change, like it did in that moment, what I do is I visualize myself going up to the clouds and talking to them. So I'm like, I have gratitude for you. Thank you for being here with me. My mom and I would like to do some shopping. Do you mind having a little rest? That's it. It's just this really thoughtful, loving conversation because I know I'm also the clouds. I'm also the rain. I'm this table. That's the consciousness that I'm projecting is all a part of me. Nothing is separate from me. And that's also how you get all your abilities. From what I understand, we're going to get a lot more abilities between this year and next year. So if I say to you, I want to move this crystal on the table without touching it, telekinesis. I technically can't. I can. But what's preventing me is I believe I can't. So because how is it that I stop a storm? And I haven't stopped a storm once. I've done it several times. Okay. So there's something to it or a, a lot of coincidences. So you're not separate from anything. And that's going to make people's abilities just really come to the surface. We're not separated. We're all part of everything. But we have to have love and honor for it and gratitude. Gratitude and love opens all the doors. Lovely message. Lovely message. So in terms of infusing a stone with an intention, um, again, a lot, if not all gemstones that I've come across have specific characteristics that are innate to that stone. Mm -hmm. So my recommendation would be um, again to you know do research online very easy with 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 the internet uh, there's some really good books that are available um, that have information I bought a couple books and I find that it's just easier for me to do do a Google search um, than it is for me to paint thumb through a book um, yeah. so I tend to do all my research online but do a little bit of research on which gemstones would be helpful for patience or for forgiveness or for whatever it is that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. um, and again, really important, find a stone that you like. Mm -hmm. yes. Like I say, I love hematite and I love tiger eye. So I found a heart that has both tiger eye and hematite. I love these stones beautiful. because they're beautiful. Yes. That is going to have the biggest impact yes. on the energy 
for me than if I get a stone, sorry, little guy, if I get a stone (laughs) that I really think is ugly, but it's supposed to help me. Right. It's not going to be as effective if I think it's ugly and it's going to help me (laughs) than if I approach it with a sense of appreciation and love and beauty and and I, I, I invite it into my life with that recognition of its beauty. I agree. Um, I agree. So yeah. just, you know, a couple little thoughts on, again, <laughs> you know. Well, I tell people if you go, you know, to a gemstone store or even if you're at the beach and you find an interesting stone, if it's pulling you, it's attracting you, you know, there's something there for you. That's what I would say for sure. And I would agree. And out of respect for Anna Maria, I love you, my dear. Um, If you are to take a stone or a gem out of its natural habitat, always ask it for permission. Yes, yes. Even if you think you're you're being pulled to it or that there's Mm -hmm. a reason for it, always respect the fact that they have their own consciousness and they could be doing work there that that is relevant and important for what they're doing. So always ask permission. And what Anna Maria was saying, for those of us that don't necessarily hear and get clear messages from inanimate objects or from spirit, different little things that we can do is, for example, we ask the question, is it okay? I'm feeling drawn to you. I really appreciate the energy that you have. I would love to to take you with me. Would that be okay? Mm-hmm. And then just sit with that and see how it feels. D- do you yes. feel something shift? Does right. your body come forward towards it? There's a kind of a generalized kind of universal idea that if you're being drawn, moved, physically moved forward, it's a yes. If you're physically being moved back, it's a no. It's just a, a logical right. kind of message. Um, the other day, for example, I was um, walking and I've been getting, I all of a sudden my attention goes to a tree for whatever <laughs> the reason. Yeah. So I walk up to the tree, I look at it and I say, is it okay if I interact with you? And my body will just kind of shift forward. Okay, good. That's good. And then I'll say, cool. So then I'll come forward and then I'll, you know, do a little Reiki healing with it or whatever. <laughs> and on occasions... I get this kind of, literally my body is, I just kind of get this feeling like I'm just being pulled back a little bit. Okay. And then I just say, okay, well, you know, thank you very much. And and I, I, I appreciate whatever it is that drew me towards you and and I respect your, your wishes. And then I continue my walk. <laughs> and it's the same thing that I would say with the stones. Like I say, ask permission and sit with, just listen for or feel for a shift, either emotionally or physically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So that makes sense, and that's really good. Yeah, yeah. So it's been it, it's 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 a fun experience, and when we start to open up our idea of what's possible and of the energies that are around that are here to help us you know we talk a lot about we talk a lot about how it's all one energy and i completely agree intellectually that it's all one energy 
I have not gotten to a point within my own development where I feel myself being one energy with everything. But I do recognize that there's an energy within this stone that wants to help me. And so I allow it and I welcome it and I appreciate it and I'm grateful for it. Yes. Um, and when I get to a point where I recognize that it is my own energy that wants to play with me, <laughs> then that will be really cool. Um, so keep in mind that we're all, you know, I say this again because I don't feel things very easily. Like I don't notice when I have this in my pocket, I don't notice a difference in my day. Okay. And I don't notice a difference in my life. And I don't notice a difference in my emotional reactions. And I don't notice a difference in the way that I'm feeling. I genuinely don't. Okay. However, on occasions, I have the feeling that I want to have this in my pocket. So I have it in my pocket. Yeah. And I play yeah. with it. And the reason yeah. that I'm bringing this up is because it doesn't matter where you are within your own journey. It doesn't matter where you are within your own sensitivity to energies because I'm not that sensitive, but it's yes. a lot of fun to play with, you know, yes, and, and, and the, the possibilities, the consideration that there's more to life than what appears to be superficially there, again, just opens us up to a little bit more. So on a broader scale, one thing I will say, so just because you made me think of that, the way you describe your relationship with your stone so I said, you're like, you're, we're creating our entire reality in front of us. And I think we have our own personal reality because I think there's many realities, many timelines, many dimensions. But so what happens is, so when a person comes into your life and helps you with something, you've created that. Okay. So just the way you've created the crystal, you've created the Oracle cards. This is all you helping you on the grander scale. Right. Right. I absolutely so, agree. I absolutely agree. <laughs> so we still have the gratitude communication and the loving communication because, like I said, love will open all the doors. Love connects you to source. It connects you to your higher self and all the obstacles just disappear. Right. So. But yeah, I've even thought that, too, like my spiritual team. Right. Are they others? Or are they all different versions of me at different times because we're multidimensional? Right? Right. Something to think about. Yeah. So, yeah. but whichever way you choose to look at it, you know, that's fine because it's all where we're developing because where we are at is how we will interpret it, right? We respond how we are, not how it is, right? So, yeah. 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 And I've mentioned this in, in previous episodes as well, that um, I've been told by someone that I am looking to interview for this, for this podcast that my abilities will become easier to recognize and easier to experience when I am able to recognize that we are all one the universal consciousness aspect of and the way that i just in my own mind the way that I, I i describe this is the spiritual beings that i want to channel at some point in my future 
will happen more easily if I recognize that they are me and I am them, yep. as opposed to them being something other than me. Exactly. Um, and true. so this is all kind of in line with with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm just I'm I'm thinking to myself, what what's someone going to be thinking to all these things that we're talking about? if they're just kind of coming on to this, this conversation out of, out of the blue. And what I would say is that one of the things that I keep on hearing uh, in my own journey is that a big part of our development is increasing our level of awareness. And awareness is another way of saying understanding. Yeah. And we can go through life completely blind to all kinds of things that happen around us and and within us um, and still find ways to function and to live a decent life. Um, and we can also go through life with a, an openness and a willingness to allow for more than what appears to be superficially real. Yes. Um, and that deepens our experience. Um, there's something you said that I wanted to respond to, and I had it two seconds ago and I lost it. Um, but yeah, it's a, just it's just there anyway. <laughs> it'll come back. It'll it'll come back, and if it doesn't, that's okay too. <laughs> um, so. Is there anything that you would like to share? Either something that we've talked about or something something new? You know, when we were talking about the crystals and another thing was to run them under the water. So water is literally source energy. So back in the day when there was oracles, what they would do is they would put all the knowledge in the water. So they would basically talk to the water and give the water all this wisdom to hold. And then you would take some and drink some. So that's how you would get the information. And then again, it relates to the crystal skull also holding the information, which is really interesting. And I, and I guess in the times of Atlantis and Lumeria, they used a lot of crystals in a very advanced way. Because the most advanced scientists on the planet, like Nikola Tesla, know that when you want to do advanced science, you put science with spirituality. Because our regular scientists out there, they don't include spirituality, so they're very held back. But you put the two together and it's very advanced. And in Atlantis, for sure, they had very advanced things they were doing so that the people thrived there. Everything there was thriving and crystals played a big role. It's interesting you bring up water and... Um, it's a perfect opportunity to, for me to share something. In the conversation with Shannon Johnson, uh, we spoke with Spirit and Anna came through and shared some messages with us. And she invited us to assist the natural realms because they're doing a lot of work to help elevate the consciousness of the planet and to help shift the uh the energy of the planet and she mentioned something around how we could use ley lines or we can use water 
to to help um i guess give more energy to the natural world and i shared this with shannon i've shared what i'm about to share with you guys i shared this with shannon uh, a little while ago and and she was just all smiles um i don't so if people aren't familiar with what ley lines are ley lines are basically almost like a like a um, a pipeline of energy that is traveling from one point to another um there's circles or centers of energy that have almost like these lines extending out from them and and a lot of ancient stone circles and i mentioned this with anna maria when she was in our episode as well a lot of these ancient stone circles are placed with the center of the circle in one of these energy circles and then the stones are placed on the lines themselves um and the reason that i'm mentioning this is because i don't know I don't, like I say, I don't have sensitivity to energies. I cannot feel a ley line. I wouldn't even know where to find a ley line. I know that there, there's a way to use the L dowsing rods mm-hmm. um, to find them. Um, but I'm not walking around with L dowsing rods trying to find yeah. uh, li- lines. But I have always been someone that I, I want to support the planet and I want to support nature as best as I can. And I'm learning about Reiki energy again through Shannon. Um, so I've gotten my level two Reiki healing. And when I'm doing my walks around the neighborhood and I see that there's a sprinkler system that's running, I will walk up to it and I will imagine the reiki symbols in front of the water jets so that the water is coming out of the jet it's Mm -hmm. going through the reiki symbol and then that reiki symbol is empowering water so that wherever that water goes it will be infused with the reiki healing energy yeah that's beautiful and so this is something that I've been doing. I'm I'm a little, you know, I'm a little layperson in the middle of nowhere <laughs> doing, you know, and I'm helping the planet. Because if you think yes. about where that water goes, it's incredible. That water is going to go into the ground. It's going to go into the air. It's going to become a cloud. It's going to then come down as rain somewhere else on the planet. And so that little sprinkler system that you're walking by is literally going to connect to the rest of the planet and if you infuse that energy with love and with appreciation sorry if you infuse that water with love and appreciation and gratitude that water will literally affect the entire planet and that idea is just incredible (laughs) to think about you know so these are the small little things that we can do on 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 an individual basis that isn't that hard for those of us that don't even know, I mean, even if you don't know what Reiki is, that's perfectly fine. If you're walking by a sprinkler system in your neighborhood, just recognize that that water is going to touch the, touch the rest of the planet and mm-hmm. recognize it's, you know, give it some love, give it some appreciation, you know, show some gratitude for the water, for what, for, for where you are, whatever it is. And the water will 
communicate and transfer and share that feeling with the entire planet. Yes, it will. That's beautiful. Right. And doing things like that means you remember who you are. And that's the other part, right? The more that I do this, the more I connect with myself, the more I open up to receiving more. Um, you know, we talk a lot about how, the, how, where we're coming from is what life is going to give us more back. Yes. So if we're coming into this experience with wanting to help the planet, wanting to recognize love and gratitude and appreciation when we're walking by water as a reminder, we're aligning with a, a higher level of our experience and we are inviting the universe to reciprocate by giving us more of that. That's right. In whatever right. way it works. Yeah, um, that's beautiful. So, Because um, we're stewards of the earth. We are. We're like we're stewards of everything that's around here. Even though we're multidimensional, we exist in many places. Right now, this is where we're focused and we take care of it. And then you were talking about the rain and everything. And I just wanted to mention where I live right like here right now. We got between 50 and 100 millimeters of rain within the last three days. And I'm sorry, I don't know what the inches are. <laughs> Hi, I'm Canadian. <laughs> Um, but I had heard that when you get that almost like flooding energy, because so much rain coming in is just like unrelenting and the wind, that's actually purification when areas of the world get flooding or they get a fire. And in the case of the flooding, what that does is through all the generations that have lived on that land, and then you get the flooding all the negative things that have happened are now being released. All that is being released. So it's like giving you brand new land with, without any negative or dark energy on it. I love the idea behind that concept. And I'd like to share a couple things. Continuing on with what I do with the Reiki, with the Reiki symbols and the, the sprinkler systems, I do the same thing when it rains. So I'll, I'll literally imagine a large Reiki symbol underneath the cloud as it's raining so that the rain goes through the symbol. And I do white, purple, green. So I have three symbols stacked on top of each other. Um, sometimes I do white, purple, green, green, purple, white. So that white's on either end. So it's a little sandwich. I like patterns and symmetry. So... Um, but I'll imagine that there's this huge, enormous Reiki symbol of energy, of positive, loving, healing energy that's underneath the cloud or that's within the cloud so that as the rain goes through it, that rain gets infused with that intention. So that's, again, something that you can do in any part of the world. Um, and... Um, you know, giving your own energy out to the planet is another thing that I do. Not your, sorry, let me, let me take that back because this is really important. Thank you for, 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 for the, the faux pas in my language. What's really important to keep in mind when we're working with energy is not to use our own energy. Mm -hmm. We use the energy of life. We invite the energy of life to empower. We invite the energy of life to infuse 
the clouds with a healing, loving energy. I am not using my own energy. My intention is to invite the energy of life to go through me and to work through me, but I'm not using my own energy. And this is really, really important to keep in mind. It is. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to mention on what you said specifically is it's really interesting and fascinating to think about negative energies because I am not a big fan of, for me, everything is love and everything is light. Even dark energies or negative energies or bad energies, they are love. They're another essence of love. They're another essence of light. Dark is light. There is nothing but light in our planet, in our universe, in our existence. Everything is light. Everything is the divine energy of life. And so whenever somebody talks about cleansing negative energies, in my mind, I interpret that very differently than I did, say, 30 years ago, when I was under the idea that there were evil energies and evil spirits. And I, I no longer have that belief. I'm no longer in that place. Um, so again, keep in mind, follow your own integrity and the things that are real for you and the things that make sense to you. We are incredibly powerful creatures. We're incredibly powerful beings. Whatever intention we have is the vibration that we are putting out to the world to come back and create that for us. So if we have this idea that there's negative energies out there, then we are powerful enough that we're going to create neg negative energies in our experience. Yeah. Um, we are creating, I forget the exact words that, that somebody that I listened to uses, but we are the creators. That's it. We are the creators of our own creation. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I, I don't discredit the idea that some energies are more helpful than others. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Someone the other day said something to me that I really liked as well. And I don't remember Marilyn Aluria who's someone that I'm looking to, to bring into this, this podcast as well. I was listening to a talk she was doing with somebody else, and she was talking about how negative spirits are actually brought into our experience to try and wake us up to our own power. Yeah. For us to recognize that we are in control, that we are creating our experience, and to to, like I say, wake us up to our own power. So ne the negative energies are working for light. Yes, yes. And, and so that whole idea and that whole concept is something that, again, given that this is what we're talking about, I, yeah. I wanted to share because I think it's helpful for people to, to recognize and, and, and hear that, that perspective and that point of view. Yeah. Um, so. I see that as a the broader universal truth yeah. kind of idea, because the negative and the positive come together to create the whole, right? Yeah. So that to me is like the broader perspective. 
Yeah. But I was going to say, when I'm talking about, you know, clearing out that negative energy with the flooding, we're also preparing Earth to be the 5D Earth. So it's all releasing. It's releasing everything from the 3D that was a problem, right? So that we can be in 5D. And uh, But I, I also see 5D as a personal experience, as your personal timeline as well. So for people that have no idea what Natasha is talking about, um, <laughs> let, me, let me share what, what I've learned. Um, in the last year or so, I've been getting myself more and more invested into spiritual communities and spiritual conversations. I've, I listened to a number of people that channel spirit directly, um, and I've shared some of, some of those people I've shared with you guys. Um, and I've spoken about a couple of them as well. But Anna with Shannon Johnson's conversation, episode seven, Anna, I specifically asked Anna to talk about the shift that this planet is going through. And she talked about how we have been a uh, masculine energy for a long time. Before that was feminine energy. And what we're going into now is a space where there's going to be a blend, a natural blend and a balance between both masculine and feminine. And we're in this process of shifting into that energy. And as part of this shift, there's a lot of talk about how our planet is uh, evolving Gaia as she is known as, as she refers to herself as, um, is evolving and growing and expanding. And as a result, everything on her needs to follow suit. And we're included in that. And before, in the past, we have lived in a three-dimensional world, which is very physical, which is very... Content driven, very focused on our physical experience, our, our physicality, our materialistic experience. And likewise, there's also a strong sense of separation. Like I am me and Natasha is Natasha, and this laptop is this laptop. And like Natasha said, she's in a point where she feels and recognizes that she's no different than her laptop. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I, I'm still separate from my laptop. However, at the higher level, I also know that I'm not. Yeah. So again, I, I I just like being very transparent with where I am in this and, and this idea of at a higher level, I know that I'm not. Um, but this three-dimensional versus five-dimensional shift that we're going through is Gaia or Earth is transitioning to a higher level of awareness and vibration and energy, much more energy, and our bodies are shifting in this as well. This is a big part of the reason why there's so much discord in the world right now, because a lot of the old pattern need, needs to be need to be worked out and let go and released and resolved to make room for the changes that are coming. And so this is a big shift that, that we're in the process of. Um, and Natasha also mentioned earlier about how a lot of our gifts and abilities are going to be um, made stronger and we're gonna get, we're gonna open up to even more abilities and gifts um, 
in the coming uh, months and years. And this is all related to the same shift, this elevation of our of our energetic experience, um, which is very exciting in many ways and also a bit confusing in many ways. And um, just kind of go with it and do the best that you can. Um, if you're open to it, it'll be uh, um, an experience that you can choose to go into faster and easier. Um, it's always our choice if we allow or not, if we resist, if we want to participate or not. So that entirely is up to you. Yeah, I was going to say about that, um, Pam Gregory, she's an astrologer and she does a great job on YouTube of explaining how we've entered the age of Aquarius, which is also we've entered the golden age. And she does a great job of explaining it if people want to do more research on it. She's wonderful. Outstanding astrologer. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Anything coming up for you? Um, I think we've covered a lot. I think we've done a pretty good job of covering a lot. <laughs> um, one thing I'm going to be doing that's brand new. I'm actually going to start offering um, Zoom and Skype sessions, personalized sessions with people on um, crystals they they want in their life. That could help cool. them either with their home or their personal self. And I'm just going to be working with people so they don't have to look at 55 websites and 55 books. I can help them along their uh, journey with crystals. Very cool. So if somebody wanted to um learn more about which crystals would be appropriate for them it would yes. it's like a consultation yes very yes. cool very yeah. cool i feel it's time because doing this podcast and everything i'm like i was thinking about that today it just came to me and i'm like thank you daniel <laughs> <laughs> happy to help <laughs> and i'm like no because and even when i'm in a a gemstone store, I can hear people around me talking and they'll have questions and I'm there and I'm answering their questions. Yeah. The customers yeah. at the store. So yeah, I may as well. There's um there's something that I wanted to share of my experience with working with you that for some reason feels like it's a good thing for others to know as well. So when we did the necklace. Natasha came to me with, I think, three gems and wood, if I remember correctly. And it felt incomplete to me. It felt like it needed more. It felt like it wanted more. And I, and I said to her, you know, please go back and, and see what other gems want to come and play. And like I say, I, I don't. I, I I don't have a lot of um, very clear. I don't want to say that either. Anyway, I'll continue with what I'm saying, and I'll I'll add this later on because it's related to something else. So then she came back to me with more gems, and they all lined up. Their their meaning and their significance and the energies that are associated to them were beautiful. Um, I decided to use wood as the spacers because I didn't want to have the 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 silver plated spacers, and 
I love the idea of wood being the spacers between them. So there's things that made sense to me and I shared that with her. Then she came back to me with what seemed like an almost complete list. And I went back to her and I said, there's one more that wants to play. There's <laughs> one right. more. There's one more that wants to play. Yeah. And I don't know why I felt that, but it just felt like there was one more. And so I voiced it. And it would have been very easy for me to dismiss that thought completely because it was so subtle and it wasn't crystal clear, but it was just this idea that there was one more that wanted to play. And a few hours later, Natasha comes back to me and she says, you know, I've been thinking about this other stone for a while now and I haven't been sure about it. And that's the one that needs to come in. Yeah. And I was like, done. Yeah, that was funny because we were both on the same page. <laughs> and and so, the, the, again, I'd mention this because if you're working with any spiritual healer, any um, uh, energy worker, and I'm going to use Natasha as an example, if you want to hire her to put together a necklace or a bracelet for you, and I'll I'll include the pictures of the the items that she sent me, the works in progress, um, because they're beautiful, and you can see that as an example of the work that she does. Um, and like I say, it is the works in progress, but it shows you exactly the patterns and the colors and things. So I'll include images of those in the description of the episode. Um, but if you are to work with Natasha, yes leverage her gifts and leverage her connection with the stones to determine and to identify what is best for the intention that you're setting, but also be part of the process, be part of the experience, trust in yourself yes. to collaborate and to share and to direct what it is that makes sense for you and what feels right. And I say this not just if you are creating a bracelet, but if you are learning from a teacher of some sort, trust in yourself. As much as I've said this how many countless times, this is all your empowerment and what comes through you and for you is what's most important. I agree. So I wanted to share well that. Well said. It's, it, it's, it's really important to recognize our own voice in our journey and in our process and in the things that we're asking other people to do for us. Yes. Um, yes. So I wanted to share that as well. And I was going to say the, the love that I pour into the gemstones is it's automatic. It's not like I have to set an intention. I can't not do it. And I'll give you an example, like at the office, um, someone would have a plant that's dying. I'd just be like, put it here, you know, on the shelf right here, a couple of feet away. I didn't even direct healing energy. It just had to be in my presence and it would be like half dead. And within 48 hours, it would look amazing. And that's just my energy field. That's just oh. how I interact <laughs> with everything around me. Uh, I'll send you all my plants. <laughs> <laughs> And then there was a lady at work and she wasn't feeling well. And then we have like the area, you know, where you can sit. I said, just sit there. If you sit there for 10 minutes, you're going to feel better. And again, I just kept working. She was doing what she was doing. And within 10 minutes, she got up and felt fine. So that's how my energy just kind of goes out. Like I don't have to actively do it. 
But I do walk around my home going, I love my plants. I love my cat. I love my crystals. I love my Oracle cards. Like that's where I am. That's where I live. Yeah, it's a really lovely place to be. It's a really lovely place to be. It is. And it's good to rebalance yourself. Like I also know how to rebalance because if I do fall into something stressful, right, I'll just put on some meditation music. Like I know what to do to recalibrate myself immediately. I will not stay there. I will not entertain negative emotions. And I'm not bypassing because I just, I'm very aware it's my ego responding. That's not my heart responding. That's my ego. So it's just, I need to calm down the ego so the heart can be back in the forefront. I completely agree. And I love that, that reminder. And I'm going to add my own two cents to that as well. I have stopped using the word ego. Okay. Um, and this is me. This is just yes. entirely my thing. But I've stopped using the word ego because the way that I see things is ego is a term that, well, let me back up. Let me get into that because I, 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 wanna, I want to, to acknowledge and appreciate the, the beautiful message that Natasha just shared before I go into that. You've all heard me talk about the three principles, which is an understanding that I support so fully and believe in so strongly because it's an understanding of how the mind works in addition to everything else, in addition to the spiritual understanding of how life works. It includes an understanding of how the mind works. And part of that understanding really comes into play when our human reacts to something, when our human responds to something in a, in a way that doesn't feel good, doesn't feel right to us. We have a quote unquote bad or negative experience. Understanding how the mind works and understanding the role that we play with our free will to leverage or to influence or to direct your experience after that point becomes very helpful. And one of the things that's really important, and the previous episode to this was a conversation that I had with Bill Pettit yesterday. And he speaks specifically about how the best thing you can do is do nothing and just allow your mind to quiet down. Whatever that means for you, if it's putting on music, if it's meditating, if it's going out for a walk, if it's playing with your, your animals, if it's you know, cooking, if it's cleaning, whatever it is, um, that idea of allowing your mind to settle and just kind of regrouping and rebalancing is enormous, huge for creating a shift in our experience of life. I agree. So totally appreciate and and um, I love what you said, what you shared. Thank you. So the thing that I wanted to say about the ego, and it's really fascinating for me because the ego is a term that a lot of people use, and some people use it with negative connotations, and some people don't connotations. Yeah. And some people don't, but because there's so much misunderstanding around the term and different usage of the term 
what I've recognized as a cleaner way of describing it is for me to recognize within myself and within the conversations that I have with the people I work with to differentiate between my spiritual experience and my human experience. Because my human is going to react to things that my spiritual self wouldn't. My human is going to respond to triggers and actions, um, and it's going to have experiences, and it's going to feel the quote-unquote negative emotions. My spirit's not. Yes. And a lot of times I've heard and I've interpreted that when people talk about ego, they're speaking about their human experience. Yeah, and I would call it their personality. Because the human has the personality where your spiritual self, your higher self is so much broader than a personality. It is, but it isn't. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. It is, but it isn't. So so again, I I, I agree with you to a point and I will add my little two cents to this one. And it's every single soul, when the spark of energy comes out of, and I say out of in quotes, because it doesn't really come out of, but when right. a spark of energy is identified as a individualistic aspect of energy with its own consciousness, with its own awareness, which is a subset of the energy of our source and is always connected with our source, that subset of energy has within it a personality. That subset of energy has within it interests and skills and gifts and, and energetic preferences, which help it identify, yes, I want to be a healer. Yes, I want to be a guide. Yes, I want to help create Yes, I want to help heal. You know, whatever it is that we right. decide to do in the spiritual realm yeah. is part of our spiritual personality. Right. Now, what we do when we choose the bodies that we incarnate into, and this is what Natasha is speaking to, which I agree with 100%, we are choosing our body partly and maybe even specifically for the personality that that body has that we're going to inhabit and collaborate with and work with and so the experience of natasha and the experience of daniel is literally the combination of my spiritual personality and my human personality combined into one where i don't see the difference yes yes and that's the other thing too is to integrate the ego right (laughs) because that's that's where your personality can be a mess is if you haven't integrated your ego it's running the show and we don't want the ego ever running the show we just integrate it with our spiritual side so you were a nice balance there that the ego see i see the ego is helping you to do things so your ego will help you to drive the car that sort of thing but life decisions is your spiritual heart side does that make sense it makes sense. It yeah. does. Yeah. And again, I define the ego as our identity of self. So, and yeah. Natasha doesn't. And I can tell that <laughs> Natasha doesn't, right? And, and if you guys are watching the video, you can tell that <laughs> Natasha doesn't. So for me, ego is the identity of self. And so my soul has an ego. 
because my soul has an identity of self. And this is exactly the reason that I don't like using the word ego, because Natasha is talking to me about what she thinks the ego is, and I am interpreting that completely different from what she means. And you know what? I think we're both right. Oh, absolutely. And, because and it's perception, right? Absolutely. And it's also interpretation. Absolutely. So it's it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again, the reason that I'm bringing this up is, is because in this whole spiritual community, there's a lot of terms that are used. And in the conversation that I had with Zay Pierre, you'll notice that we had a bit of a discussion around the word sovereignty, okay. which is one I don't like using, partly because there's so many different understandings of what that word means. And he clearly had a very different understanding than I did, though there's some similarity in there. Natasha and I are speaking about ego, and there's some similarity there, but they're very different um, overall meanings to it. Like there's differences that she's attaching to that word, then there's differences that I'm attaching to that word. Um, and I, the reason that I choose the words that I use is because it makes sense for me to use them, and they're it's important for me in the work that I do to um, to be very clear with my language. And so that's something that I'm very conscious of. And I also want to be very neutral with my language as best as I can. Um, and I'm not saying that Natasha doesn't. Please don't misunderstand me. I'm not <laughs> saying that Natasha doesn't. Um, but because this is something that's really important to me, I like bringing this up as a reminder to all of us that all of these terms are what it means to us. And when people are talking about all of these terms, it's really helpful to have a little conversation and say, hey, what do you mean by ego? What does that mean to you? Because this is what it means to me. So then now when Natasha speaks about ego, I know that she's not speaking about my ego. She's talking yeah. about her ego. <laughs> you know, her definition of ego, right? Yes, yes. And so it, it becomes really helpful in these whole spiritual terms with all these different ideas. And most of the time when we're talking about spirituality, we are utilizing language, which is so limiting and so restrictive and so, so much potential for confusion. And um, also when one word has several meanings. <laughs> As well, as well. Yes. So yes. just be conscious and be mindful of, of the fact that when you are exploring your own spiritual path and your own journey, and you're having these conversations with people, your colleagues, your student friends, your teachers, your clients, it's just a reminder to be mindful of when you're using these terms, it's helpful to, to describe what it is you mean by them and to ask the other person what it means to them so that you can help to level that distinction a bit more. Um, yes, yes. Good point. So anyway, we have, as always, gone <laughs> past the 60 minutes. I, I always tell my guests that I shoot for 60 minutes, but you guys all know me that I, I, I tend to, to, to go over. So I do apologize um, for going past the 60 minutes. Once again, I think I'll stop apologizing at some point. Um, 
But Natasha, thank you so much for coming in to play with me and to share your knowledge and wisdom with us. It's been a lot of fun. Um, before we go, I would love to um, ask you two things. What does inner power mean to you? Okay. Inner power. I would say it's uh, living by your heart. Not other people's expectations. Like really having peace with yourself about what you want to do every day, the goals you wish to accomplish. And then also holding loving space for everyone around you and everything around you. That's what I would say. Beautiful. And lastly, is there anything else that you would like to share? I could share my website. So if people want to see what I do and know more about me. Absolutely. We'll do that afterwards. Okay, no problem. But in terms of anything else that you would like to share in terms of content, anything that we've talked about, any other ideas that pop up that that you feel moved to share with us? Um, I'm just excited that we did this podcast. And I'm happy to share my knowledge about energy healing and crystals. And I'm here if anyone has questions. Fair enough. And so how can people reach you if they want to reach out to you? And of course, the information will be in the episode. But for those of you that are just listening. Yeah, my website is healingthroughintuition.wordpress.com. And you can find out about all the things I do there. And reach out to me anytime. I make time for everybody. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. It's been a it's lot been of a fun. Pleasure. I it's like our discussions. It's a lot of fun, right? Right. Yes. It's, no idea where, where we're going to go, but but yeah. it's been it's been really insightful. Um, I'm I'm grateful for for the information you've shared. If you would like to learn more about Natasha, and um, and I'm and I, I've been really reluctant to mention this in the past. Not reluctant, but I've forgotten to mention this in the past. Um. Natasha is going to be speaking with the membership community in October. So if you're interested in being part of that conversation, having a, a dialogue with her, um, maybe a reading, maybe a healing, maybe a who knows what she feels inspired to share with us. Uh, that's going to be the first Thursday of October, which I believe is the 7th yes, of October. The 7th, yeah. um, so I will have information in the description of the episode on how you can join the membership community. Um, but that's always an available, uh, another available opportunity to, to play with Natasha. I look forward to meeting everyone. It, it's great. It's, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a lot <laughs> of fun. Continuation yes. of this. Uh, so I'm Natasha... Excited. Thank you so much for, again, sharing your wisdom and your knowledge and your, your energy with us. Um, I'm grateful for having you be part of this little project of mine. And I look forward to having you join us in the future again. Excellent. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate all this. Thank you. Absolutely. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye now. Thank you for listening. 
Hopefully you heard something new that invites you to reflect, to go within and deepen your own understanding of life and of our universal experience. If you enjoyed this conversation, please follow the podcast series on your favorite listening app and share this episode with others that you feel would enjoy it as well. Until next time, may we all soar with inspiration, explore with passion, and live with love.